think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rhodes? Where we're going, we don't need Rhodes. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello, everybody. Welcome to After the Ending. We are coming at you live, 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 unless you're watching or listening after. If you're watching the video replay or listening in the podcast, then we are not so live, live, live. As always, no, I'm Mike Spring. Man. I'm Phil Edwards. <laughs> and, uh, and welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, Phil, tell people what we're talking about. Yes. Well, yesterday there was, uh, was Father's Day around the world. And so we thought we'd do our top five favorite uh, movie fathers. Best movie dads, film dads. Yeah. That's what we're doing for that. Sure. And we'll also be talking about, uh, we'll be doing our ATE recommends. So it's all yes. things which aren't related to film necessarily, but uh, that's after our top five. Or may occasionally delve into things that are related to film because we couldn't think of anything else that struck our fancy this week. Also could be a thing that happens sometimes. That's true. And I, I think I'm picking up some clues there. You may be, yeah, maybe. I don't know if I was being too subtle for you, but I think maybe you picked up what I was putting down. Um, but we'll come, we'll come to that after the top five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is our post-credit scene episode. Uh, so like you said, it's our top five list and our uh, ATE recommends. Um, as, as you mentioned, Phil, yesterday was Father's Day, at least yesterday as we're recording this. If you are watching the recorded version of this, the video or the podcast, you're probably going to hear this about a week or two after Father's Day. But, you know, whatever. It's not... It's not really that germane. It was just a, a launching point. The real point is we're going to talk about our top five movie dads. Now, Phil, do I do want to ask you this. Yes. When you were putting your list together, did you pick your top five movie dads based on who were the best dads or who were dads in movies that you really liked? Uh, so probably, necessarily a good dad. Yeah. If you know I, was, I was thinking, I think I've gone more with the good dads, but maybe a touch of the other dads. But I was thinking I was going with the ones which, yeah, I think the ones on my list are more the supportive, helpful dads, even though some of them might not actually spend that much time with the kids in the films they're in. All right. No, that's fair. That's kind of the way I went also. Like, at first I was sort of thinking about, like, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything on your list, but I was I'll, – I'll take a chance that I was thinking about, like, do I put Darth Vader on the list, right? Like – because he's a famous movie dad, but like not really the best dad. Let's be no, honest. No, no, he wasn't, and you don't you don't even even know he was the dad until so far. No, I haven't got Darth Vader on my list. Spoiler, but yeah, um, but you know what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, well, like Darth Vader would fit on the list. You know, he's a he's a movie dad. He's one of the great, the coolest, the most known, but not really a great dad. So I I didn't go that way. So I went the same way as you, kind of more about who's a who's a good dad, a supportive dad, a loving dad, things like that. Yeah. And while we're going through our list, our listeners, viewers, well, the viewers, because it's live. Right. Uh, we are on the, uh, just for so you know, this is the 21st of June. You mentioned we, we would, it's the day after Father's Day. But if you are watching this live, you can leave comments. So while we're going through this, let us know what you think about our choices. And also feel free to put down your favorite movie, Fathers. Yep. Yeah, we will, you can share them on the screen. Yes, and please leave your comments. We do like to interact and share the comments with the audience for sure. So do you want to go first, Mike? Yeah, I think I'll start things off. I'm going to guess there's some overlap on our list, but I think I think I got a couple that won't be on yours. I, I think there's 
two or three we might have the same, but I think there's definitely two on my list that I don't think will be on yours. We'll see though. We'll see. Okay. Something okay. Surprise me, but I I try to surprise you as well. So we'll see how it goes. But number five, I think is kind of an obvious one. I don't know. Um, it's Clark Griswold from the National Lampoon's Vacation movies. I'll stop you there. My number okay. five is Clark Griswold. Five. All right. Okay. So yeah, I kind of had a feeling that might be one that was on there, right? Um, I picked him because you know he he. He just really wants to give his family a nice vacation, have a nice time with his family. He's a little manic. He's a little over-emotional, a little stressed out. He's not the best dad in the world, but basically his heart is in the right place, right? He just wants to yeah. give his kids a good Christmas or a good holiday vacation or a summer vacation, whatever it might be. And then everything else kind of comes along that makes him, you know, sends him spiraling. But his heart's in the right place. He, he's a good husband, a good father. Um, so I, I, I think he kind of has to make the list. He's, he's also sort of like your, like, I don't know, like classic movie dad. Like everybody can think of Clark Griswold when they think of a movie dad, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, it's all the same reasons why I chose him. He just wants his family to have the best time since Bing Crosby danced with Danny Kaye. <laughs> there you uh, go, right? How can you argue with that? Yeah, that's it. Right. But uh, that's it. My number right, five well, and your number five. There you go. We got a, a dual, a joint number five there. I like when that happens. A little bit of synergy. So uh, should I go, I go with my number four? No, I'll, I'll go with my number oh, yeah, four yeah, yeah. because it would have been like if I you had a different number five, we'd be back to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to. I don't want to. Then you're going first, and I don't. Wanna, I don't wanna, uh, force you to do that. So because I think also my number four, will, I don't think there's any chance it's on your list. And if it is on your list, I will be very surprised. Okay, then hit me with it. Okay. So my number four is a three-way tie, but it's only one movie. Okay. Any guesses? I want to kick myself now, but it's uh, no, go on. All right. So usually, for those of you who oh, are, yeah, yeah, three, yeah, 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 yeah. When we have ties, it's it's like two or three movies that we couldn't decide between. In this case, it's one movie, and you nailed it, Phil. Go ahead, you can say it if you want. Three Men and a Baby. Yes, it's Peter, Michael, and Jack from Three Men and a Baby, played memorably by uh, Ted Danson, Tom Selleck, and Steve Gutenberg. Uh, the 1987, it was a big mega hit comedy. And I was trying to find some dads that I thought weren't just kind of the, the, the ones you think of first. And I thought, I always liked that movie a lot, for one. It's really funny. Um, but I, I love the fact that it's like these three bachelors who like share an apartment who are all like, you know, not interested in having a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and this woman who they've all dated drops by and says, here, one of this baby is one of yours. And they end up sort of like accidentally having to take care of it. And they all become really good loving caring dads to this infant girl right you know like not right away like there's some mishaps obviously that's where the comedy comes from but i like this idea of these three guys who have no interest in taking care of a baby can be transformed because i think that is as a parent myself that's kind of the effect the babies have on you right like as soon as you have a baby that is yours you are like oh now my life is different because i'll do anything for this little tiny thing in my arms right um yeah, and i thought those three guys kind of embodied that. So I thought that was kind of a fun inclusion to put on the list because I think they do a really good job of becoming like shared dads for that for that little for that little baby. So that's my number three. Peter, Michael, and Jack from Three Men and a Baby. The titular three men, if you will. Yeah. That's an excellent choice. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but yeah, good choice. They are Thank you. they end up becoming so really good. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's see. My number four. Hang on, hang on. Before you get to your your number four, we have a we have a a comment, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which uh, which is uh, not not necessarily loving our uh, option number five say, from Ed saying, "Chevy Chase, the worst, most boring comedic actor ever." Although Christmas Vacation is not his worst, I think everybody likes Christmas Vacation at least a little bit. But yeah, uh, obviously, yeah. Ed not a Chevy Chase fan. I guess 
you know, if I'm being honest, he does sort of kind of play the same thing in a lot. Yeah, of but I think right. So uh, some films he's in, I really enjoy him. Uh, some things, not so much. But yeah, I can see yeah. where he's coming from, but I, I don't totally agree. But uh, thank you for commenting, though, Ed. It's always good to hear from you and other people. But uh, thank absolutely, you for that. listen. That's the nice thing about dissenting opinions are welcome as well. That makes it more interesting. So. And if we all, all have right. the same thing... Great. So really now you can do number four, Phil. Go ahead. Okay, my number four is uh, Willow Ufgood from exactly. Willow, played by uh, Warwick Davis. Uh, as oh, great book I didn't think of. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's the fantasy film from 1988, and uh, uh, Warwick Davis, we see at the start, we see Willow at the start in the, the with his family. Uh, you can see he loves his kids. He takes his time with his kids. They're all really interested in the magic he's trying to do, but he just... He's really interested. He just, you can tell he loves them then. The little baby uh, ends up making its way to uh, Willow and he has to head off to make sure that Alora Dannon, the baby, is taken safely to her, her family and he'll do anything to make sure she stays safe, even if it means him taking a little bit longer to get back to his to his uh, wife and kids. But I really like it. He's a, It's a good, fun film, but I, I really always like the way Willow you can see he's a family man. He just wants to get back all the time, but he knows he has a, a commitment to make sure this little baby is safe. So he's father to his own kids, but also like a little stepfather at the time for this uh, Alora Dana. I was just going to say that. I, I do like it because it's one of the ones on, on the list that kind of does represent sort of the step-parents out there, right? Which I think for many people, as as we know, that you know their step-parents are their real parents, right? And so like I think that's a great sort of, even in a fantasy world, sort of representation of, hey, this baby isn't mine biologically, but he definitely becomes a parental figure for her that's very important, and he really cares about her, which I think is a, a great message to send, you know? So I will admit, Phil, I'm a little jealous because I didn't think of Willow. Yeah. And I love well, that that's a great choice for the list. So nicely done, sir. Thank you. Once again, you have showed me up. <laughs> All There's right. My... What's that? There's still three to go. There's still three to go. <laughs> my number three uh, is my one non-human character on the list. I don't know if that means anything to you as far mm -hmm. as if you have any similar ones or not. Probably not. But do you have any guesses? Uh, I'm, I'm just, I've gone to like thinking robots and stuff. Oh, was it Enemy Mine? No, it's not. I do love that movie though. Yeah, I just thought of that. Um, I should have forgotten. It is, of course, the great king Mufasa in the world. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, this almost made my list, yeah. Yes, as voiced by James Earl Jones. Um, I'm a huge fan of The Lion King. I love that movie. It, it is probably my favorite Disney movie or at least one of my like top three Disney movies. Um, but Hands down, from the first time I saw that movie, every time I watched that movie, without fail, Mufasa is my favorite character in that film. He always has been. There's something about him that just always resonated with me, even long before I had kids. Um, his character is just so perfect. You know what I mean? He's like stern, but fun and loving and ferocious and like he can be a leader who's not afraid to like you know really shut people down but then he's like playful with his kids like he he is just the perfect dad in my opinion and of course james Earl jones i think not only is his voice perfect but he's, his delivery is so good he's so warm you know but then at the same time he can be like you know i'm a terrifying yeah. lion. you know like uh it's just perfect i love mufasa i always have i love him when he's up in the stars talking to you know to to um uh, Simba, uh, just the whole beginning part of that where he shows him, you know, the land out there and this is this, everything the sun sets and all this, like he gives him all the lessons 
Um, but then also lets him like jump on his mane and play with him. Like, I don't know. I just, I think he's a great, a great dad. So that's my number three is Mufasa from the Lion King. And we have here, I, I think it's referring to this one. So I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, I popped up while you were talking. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, another comment from Ed who, okay, I've clearly gained some ground back from our, our <laughs> he says, love that choice. Thank you. Obviously he knows Mufasa is, is one of the ultimate dads. So thank you, Ed. Yeah, All right, that's my number three, Phil. What do you got? My number three, oh, yeah, my number three is Mac McGuff, uh, a character from the film Juno from two thousand and seven, right. played by J.K. Simmons, who plays the father of Elliot Page's character, who's in that film. Uh, they were pregnant, and uh, even though they're still at school, so it's an underage pregnancy. And obviously, in the, lots of films, they play this, and TV shows, they play it where the child goes to speak to the the parents and it's like they all erupt and go, "Oh my God, how could this happen? Oh, what are you doing?" Blah blah blah. But in this, she talks to her parents and they go, "What do you need from us? How can we help?" Really supportive, the way parents should be. Uh, J.K. Simmons is brilliant. He plays well. He voiced Omni Man in the recent Invincible. Not so good as a dad, that <laughs> one. Uh, but it's in uh, in Juno. He's just brilliant. I really like the scenes with him. I really like the film to be the whole film as well. But uh, the scenes with him, he just it's just perfect the way he does it. It's the way a father should be when they're approached with that. Uh, but that's my number three. It's a great choice. I, I'm not a, I don't hate Juno. I, I, Juno's fine. It's just, it's an okay movie to me. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, he didn't make my list mostly because I haven't seen the film in a long time. I, I did mm -hmm. think he did come up in my, when I was putting together, you know, movie dads, he came up, but um, I remember him being my favorite part of the film because uh, like you said, JK Simmons is brilliant. He's brilliant in everything. And I do remember liking his character a lot, but um, I just didn't, uh, I, you know, I went with movies or dads. I, I liked a little bit more, but uh, great choice. Yeah. All right. Now we get to my number two. All right. I had two in a row that you didn't put on your list. Now my number one and number two, we'll see. There may be some overlap. Yeah. Yes. Could be overlap. All right. So my number two, is Jim's dad from the American Pie movies, as played so memorably, be, memorably by yeah. Eugene Levy. Not um, on my list. On my okay, list. all right, cool, cool, that's good. Um, you know, so whether you like the American Pie movies or not is really besides the fact. If you watch them, the scenes between Jim and his dad, who's unnamed, that's why I call him Jim's dad, he's Mr. Levenstein, but Jim's dad is pretty much what he's referred to. Um, the scenes with him to me are always the best scenes in the movie. They are painfully awkward. Okay. Uh, as his, <laughs> his dad tries to kind of talk to him about like sex and things like that. Um, but they're also like so earnest and like supportive. It's like, you know, he's such a good dad that like, even though these conversations are so painfully awkward, he's going to have them anyway, because he wants to raise Jim right and help him out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he, he has small parts in these movies, but every time he comes in and he kind of gives Jim like a lesson, you know, he's almost the voice of the, the conscience or the Greek chorus or whatever. It's just so like sweet to me, you know what I mean? In movies that are crass and R-rated and not sweet at, or romantic or anything like that at all, there is this sort of sweet, tender moment between this teenager and his dad that I think is like, I would like to hope is indicative of re actual relationships out there. I'm sure there's a lot of relationships out there with sons and their dads that aren't like that. But I like to think that there are some out there where dads really are that, you know, that earnest and really trying hard, yeah, even when yeah. things get, get awkward or difficult to be the right kind of role model for their son. Um, so, and I just think, and Eugene Levy is just hysterically funny in that role. I mean, he's just 
awesome. He's perfect. The perfect casting to play Jim's yeah. dad. So. He's like uh, he's like little moments of calm, or not to, even though it's tense, but the, no, the little moments of normality. I think. Yes, exactly, normal. exactly. Amongst all their crazy hijinks. So yeah, that's my number two is Jim's dad from the American Pie series. Always hated the way they ruined a really good apple pie. <laughs> but a good pick, good pick. Okay, my number two is uh, going way back to 1962. It's a classic. It's Atticus Finch, played by Gregory Peck, into Killer Mockingbird. And what more do we really need to say? He's <laughs> the end. <laughs> he's a father who he uh, he makes sure he's fair, he's kind, he upholds he upholds uh, thoughts and feelings and ideals that we sh many of us often forget, but we should we should always try and be like Atticus Finch. Uh, he's firm but fair, and you can see he he's spending time with his kids, but he always tries to. Uh, he's often his work takes over, but he's always still manages to draw himself back, even when he is dealing with these huge things, which which he doesn't want to deal with. He just he'd rather be back with his family, but he knows he has to because that's the right thing to do. So he's a good role model, he's a good father, and he's played to perfection by Gregory Peck. That's my number two. Very good choice. And uh, Christine agrees. She says, great choice, Phil. So there you thank go. You, thank you. Not surprised. So interesting, Phil. I I'm Here's what I'll say. I'm curious to see who your number one is then, because my number one is also Atticus Finch. So I'm okay. curious okay. Yeah. who you ranked above him, because to me, he was, for my list anyway, a clear choice for number one, for all the reasons that you said. I mean, he is all of those things. What I like about him is, you know, for me as a parent, I've learned one of the hardest things I think of being a parent is trying to raise good children. You know, I mean, my kids are good. I'm not saying yeah, they're not, yeah. but like, I think that's such an important thing is to raise kids who are, are good kids, kind and caring people. And that's a tough thing. It takes a lot of work. You know, I find yeah, it so yeah. much easier to be a bad parent than it is to be a good parent. And Atticus Finch is a great parent and he makes sure he teaches his kids the important lessons, you know, of, of, how to be a good person. I think that's so important, but he doesn't do it at the expense of being a good father. You know, he, he is loving and kind. He is stern. He is not, you know, um, super laid back dad. He is pretty, you know, he's got his rules. He's got his, you know, regimen. He's, he's, you know, he's pretty even tempered, but he has a warmth to him. He is not standoffish from his own kids. And, um, if I recall correctly, he's a single parent, isn't he? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sure. Yeah, which I think yeah. makes it even more, um, meaningful, especially at that time in the 60s where dads were kind of much more known for sort of you go out, win the bread, you come home, you put up, put on a beer, watch the TV, and you maybe say hi to your kids and that's it. You know, he was an anomaly in that time. Um, so, but I just think that's so powerful to watch him be a loving dad who's also teaching his kids to be, you know, good people. I, I, I just don't think you can get much better than that. So that's my number one. So now I'm very curious. So Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird, your number two, my number one. Now I'm curious to hear it. Uh, my number one is Darth Vader. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Great choice. I mean, he did yeah. throw the Emperor down the shaft at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did all that. No, my number one is uh, Chief. Bro my number one is Chief Brody from Jaws, played by Roy Scheider. Oh, all right, all right. I like it. Good choice. Because he he loved his family so much, he moved to an island, even though he hates the water. Yep. But yep. it would be good for them. He uh, he wants them to have fun. He wants them to be out there. But he's busy with new place. He's nervous. He gets, has to keep things going, so he's, he can't spend all the time he wants with them. But when he is there, he does. He 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 tries to to be with them as much as he can. But being a chief of police, it's tough. And then when you've got a that pesky shark turning up and you know eating all those people, what are you going to do? 
<laughs> but uh, I mean, I always love the moment in that film where he sat at the table, you know, when he's doing all this. That's the, uh, down yeah. Son is just all out as well. But I, I feel even though we don't see that much of him with his kids, you can tell he loves them. You can tell he wants to be with them. We see a bit more of it with the the second Jaws film, but it's, mm -hmm. I mean, and he's doing, he does shout at his kids quite a bit, but the reason why he's doing that is because he wants them to stay safe. He wants them to be aware that there is danger in the water. I mean, that's, you know, get out because there's a shark. So right, right. I think if that's one of the few times where, you know, shout, shout at your kids if there's a shark in the water, <laughs> yeah. shout as loud as you can and tell them right. out. <laughs> I think it's justified yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, you, you can also see as well when the, the poor kid is eaten on the beach and you get the, you know, the old zooms and mm -hmm. like that. As well. yeah. When you, he finally realizes that, He's, I mean, he's gutted that it is anybody's died, but when he finds out it is a child as well, you can just see on his face. Roy Scheider plays him brilliantly. Uh, it's just, he's perfect at it. He's also, you could also say he plays a similar kind of dad in 2010, but that's only very briefly. But yeah, that's my uh, number one, Chief Brody from Jaws. Excellent choice. I like it. All right, nicely done. So there you go. So oh, there only a little bit of overlap, really. Just the one, the well, yeah, two choices. Not bad though. Yeah. We had a lot of different different dads on our list. So that's our top five movie dads. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Even if you're watching after the fact, you can always leave comments on whatever platform you're watching or listening on. Tell us who some of your favorite movie dads are. Um, all right, so Phil, it's time for ATE recommends. What are things we are digging right now? Uh, so do you want to go first? Yes, yes. Well, I, it was uh, one of these things, not not too many new things, although I've been playing quite a few board games recently because mm -hmm. can, friends can get back together again because that pesky, I've said pesky already, because we all know what is, uh, <laughs> is lifting a bit. But one of them, which is good fun, which will be good family fun as well, it's called Slide Quest. Oh, that's cool. I'm yeah, always like, it's, uh, it's uh, what is it? It's two, two, do, 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 do. Yeah, 15 to 45 minutes. But basically, you know those things where you have puzzles and you've got a, you have a little ball bearing and you have to tilt the table yeah, and yeah, yeah, around the right. maze so it doesn't fall yeah. down the holes? This is like that, but it's 20 levels. And if you open the box, it has a, these plastic things, handles you put on, lay the tray on top of it. And then you have different maps and things. And you have a little mite with a ball bearing and other things, which uh, like gates and things. And you have to move it through, but you have to do it all work together. So one of you is move, tilting it one way. Mm. And it works best with four players, but you could probably get by with two doing one bit each. But it's it's good fun. So adults, kids, easy to show, easy to learn. But it's also good if there's a crowd of you and it's late on and you're of drinking age and you've had a few beers because it just gets hysterical because you're just trying to do it and you can't do it. Right, right. You keep going, put it back on, start again. But it's got 20 levels and it's just great fun. But that's uh, Slide Quest by Blue Orange hot games cool plant. so that's that's that that's great i'm gonna have to check that out because i'm always looking for good games we do like games Real good fun. there's the back of the box you can see there you are you can see it better there yeah very cool all right okay i'm looking for that one excellent all right is that it only one just the one, just the one today, yeah. i just want to make sure before i jumped in i didn't want to talk over you so yeah. my recommendation this week is a movie and i picked it because it is not the kind of movie that we're probably going to talk about anytime soon on the show i'm not sure it's going to make like my top five of the year probably won't um and it's not something we're gonna go after the ending of anytime soon because it's a brand new film that just came out on home video uh, but it is nobody Oh, uh, this, this new action movie with Bob Odenkirk, who admittedly is most known for his comedy roles early in his career. He has been doing more dramatic stuff with uh, um, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, all of that. But nobody, uh, basically, it, 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 the trailer kind of makes it look almost like a 
uh, a Death Wish type of movie, like average guy gets pushed too far and then goes out and beats up the bad guys. But there's more to it than that. And I don't want to say anything about what, because there's kind of a, a spoiler that happens like a third of the way through the movie, like a, a twist that I don't want to give away um, because it was kind of neat. It's not the world's most unpredictable twist, but it is sort of like, oh, okay, I see. And then from there, things get like escalate more and more. But what I really liked about it is like, it's a straight through an action film. It's a, it's hyper violent. So if you're squeamish about violence, be careful if you watch this one. It is it is pretty R rated for for violent reasons. It's not crazy over the top, like it's going to make you throw up or anything. But it is a few moments <laughs> where you're kind of like, oh, that's that's hard to watch. Um, but Bob Odenkirk is just absolutely terrific. Like not only is his performance amazing because he's just this 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 nobody guy who just has an average life, an average family, average job. And um, he's boring and his kids think he's boring. His wife thinks he's boring. It's, it's, his coworkers think he's boring. It's interesting. So now, but his performance is so like subtle and nuanced. But then when it gets to the action scenes, I mean, I don't know what kind of training he did. Obviously it was extensive. Like he holds his own. Like he really, like you believe that he is really kicking people's asses and stuff. Um, and the editing in the film is very stylized and it's got like this sort of quirky feel to it, but not in a way that's distracting. Um, and it's just, I, I just, I really loved it. It was fun and exciting and action packed. And I just sucked me in from the beginning. And I, I, you know, my attention span for movies has been getting shorter and shorter these days. And this one, I was just like glued to my screen with it. So really enjoyed it. Once again, it's called nobody with Bob Odenkirk, a great supporting cast in it. Um, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Connie Nielsen, uh, Michael Ironside. Um, it's, you know, uh, it's definitely, it uh, what's that? And it Rizzo from, the Wu-Tang Clan? Oh, Riz, isn't it? Yeah, Riz, isn't it? Yep. Uh, from Wu-Tang. So, yeah. Uh, nobody. Definitely worth checking out. Comes out on video tomorrow, I think. Uh, or maybe it came out last week. One or the other. But worth checking out. Surprisingly good film. Uh, don't be fooled by the slightly silly movie poster. It's terrific. So, there you go. That's, That's a good choice. Poster. It's a film I want to see. I've not seen it yet, but it's uh, yeah. one I do want to see. I think you'll like it a lot. We'll definitely discuss once you watch it. Cool, cool. All right, so there you go. That is ATE Recommends, some stuff for you to watch and or play this week. And that is going to wrap up our post credit scene episode. So, as always, if you have been watching live, thank you, and thanks for the comments, everybody who commented. Uh, if you're not watching live, that's okay. We still love having you watch after the fact or, or listen to the podcast, and you can always comment there. We'll try and share some of those on the episodes as well. Uh, Phil, we'll be back when? Uh, we will be back, uh, maybe not quite as soon. It might be three weeks because I'm going away. That's right. That's right. We so, will discuss, but yeah, but it's going to be, yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit longer between the next one. It's going to be three weeks probably. There you go. So uh, we may have a slight gap between episodes if you're watching after the fact or, or watching live because, uh, you know, it's that time of year, vacations. Phil's got one coming up. I've got one coming up a few weeks after that. But we'll still be here. We'll be uh, we'll squeeze some extras in maybe or we'll squeeze some in around it. Might be a different night or something. But uh, make sure you stay tuned to our social media channels, the After the Ending channel on Facebook and stuff. We'll keep you updated and we'll be back real soon. So um, if you are new to watching us, if you do go back, listen to the on the podcast uh SoundCloud, uh, wherever there's podcasts, we're usually on there, Spotify as well. Uh, we've got loads and loads of episodes where we've done many, many films. We've got yes. Uh, so if you're missing us yeah. in that extra week or so, there's oh, 200 or so episodes to go back and listen to. So please yeah. do. Yeah, there's lots there. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. So that's going to wrap us up for now. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We really do appreciate and commenting. We really do appreciate it. I'm Mike Spring. I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next time. After the ending.